Welcome to Unity of Tucson. There's a lyric, of course, that stuck out for me this time. And it is... Uh, this, this lyric, when, when, when it says... Essentially, it's asking, where do I go? Down to the gutter, up to the glitter. Down to the gutter, up to the glitter. And I think the reason that that really uh, resonated with me today is because, you know, I've been, st I've been talking a lot recently about this notion that there is no place where God is not. And any place that we think God does not exist, well, that's a personal decision, and we create the experience of the absence of the divine within our own construct when that happens. So God is as much in the gutter as God is in the glitter. And that's why it really stuck out for me today is to really acknowledge the fact that we are the point at which our lives are unfolding. I say it every week. We are the point at which our lives are unfolding. And as we acknowledge the good in everything, that's how we begin to change the experience of our life. Now, we've perhaps felt like we're in the gutter a little bit these last several months. God is as much in this experience as it is in any other experience, whether we call it good or bad. That's, those are decisions that we make. There is no good. There is no bad. There just is. What if we really understood that? There is no good. There is no bad. It just is. Life is. Life is unfolding exactly as it needs to in accordance with our construct of mind. For we are the cause to every effect. And so if we are ready to shift the experience we are having, it is up to us. Where do I go? Where do I go? What is the choice I am making in this moment to create the life I would like to experience? Our lives can be more than they are because that is the nature of spiritual evolution, to grow into greater expressions of self, to grow into greater expressions of spirit. That is how spirit has unfolded. That is how God has unfolded itself in terms of all that is. And we have been on a constant trajectory upward and upward and upward. If it were not so, we would be on the other path and it could not sustain itself. That is how I know that God is evolving as us. And there is no devolving ever. I am choosing today to understand this time we have been given as a gift. Once again, these many months are a gift, an opportunity to reflect and renew as I talked about last week. I have been a choice in these months. We've all been at choice in these months. We can either live in fear or we can live in love. The song, Where Do I Go? It asks simple, but ultimately quite profound questions. The core question of the whole song is, what is the purpose of it all? What is the purpose of this thing called life? 
It's really a question for contemplation because I'll tell you what, I don't have an answer. I have what I think I know from my foundation, from my functional unfoldment as God. I know what I think might be the premise and purpose of my life, but what is it for you? What I do know is that it is not about living a life of limitation. Limitation is easy to fall into. It's very easy to fall into. It's almost innate within us. We are taught to limit. And I'll tell you why we are taught to limit. We are taught to limit because it is putting us into that safety space. It is putting us into that comfort zone where we know we are safe. But life is not about limitation. Life is about breaking through those comfort zones to live the most magnificent experience we can possibly live. It is what begins to unfold. Limitation is what begins to unfold when we use phrases like, and this is going to seem perhaps contrary to what you think it's going to mean, but when we use phrases like this, oh, it's all good. It's all unfolding perfectly. My perfect outcome is assured. Here's what happens when we do that. We are giving over our power. Now, some people will say giving over your power to something higher is a good thing. But we are that higher power. And when we give up our power, we actually limit our experience of self by saying it's all good. It's what they call spiritual bypass. So it is a divine truth, absolutely a divine truth that it is all good. It is a divine truth that everything is unfolding perfectly. It is a divine truth that our perfect outcome is assured. But do you believe it given the circumstances you are having in your experience right here and right now? There is nothing wrong with those statements provided they are backed with a feeling and a belief of the truth, the core truth of those statements. For so many, I hear it's all good and it's all unfolding perfectly in relationship to this pandemic, but there is a sense, a feeling sense, that they don't actually believe that. They're living in that place of fear, and that's all they can go to is to try to convince themselves of some other idea. But the truth is, when we are convinced, and that is the spiritual work, When we are convinced, then those phrases naturally mean something. So check in with yourself if you have said at any time, it's all good. It's all unfolding perfectly. My perfect outcome is assured. And check in with what is the actual feeling at the core of that statement for you. Our nature, as I have said, is creative. We are constantly creating all the time, when we forego activating our own nature of creation, that's when those questions arise, the questions of limitation, the questions of fear, questions like this, what's the point? There's been a lot of discussion among ministers about an article that was proliferated in ministerial circles. So I don't expect you will have read this article necessarily, but it's talking about the challenge ministers are facing within this pandemic because our community expression and experience has shifted so fundamentally, it makes it hard for us to live in the way that we would like to express our ministry. There's a statistic out that 25% of ministers have considered taking their own lives. 
and at least as many have considered leaving the ministry altogether. I will tell you, neither of those have ever crossed my mind, just to be clear. Because I know who I am, and irrespective of the circumstances of my life, there is an opportunity to grow and expand and spiritually evolve, and that is what I am taking charge of in my own life. So what is it for you in your own, and now I'm going to call whatever it is your, your vocation is your personal ministry. What is your personal ministry? And this is a rhetorical question, so allow whatever comes up for you to simply come up. What is your personal ministry? How are you contributing to the world in in a creative way, what is that for you? And is it challenged by this current experience, or can you find some way to step into this phrase, I can run my own show and allow myself to thrive creatively in the expression of my vocation, my volition, my ministry? Let your life be your own ministry because it doesn't have to look like a spiritual ministry. It can be a music ministry. It can be, uh, it can be a human resources ministry. It can be the way that we express and experience our life in, con in, in <clears throat> what's the word I'm looking for? In communication and community with one another. That is our ministry. And when we cooperate within that, everything shifts. So it has been my experience that most people who find their way to a spiritual path do so because they are looking for an answer to that elusive question, what is the point? Check with yourself. What draws you to this spiritual philosophy? What draws you to this spiritual philosophy? Have you ever considered that? Why do you come here? Why do you show up? Why do you show up online on a Sunday? What is it that draws you to this experience? Is it just to feel good? Because that is what it is for many people. They just want to feel good. They want to be inspired. They want to hear something nice that perhaps they can put to use in their life in some fashion. Or is it to put into practice spiritual living and to grow and thrive and move past those thresholds of limitation? Here's, I can actually give you the answer. It's whatever you decide for it to be. That's the answer. Again, there is no right. There is no wrong. It's what you decide you want for your life. Now, I choose personally to take an active role, an active part in running the show that is my life. How about you? Are you running the show? Or are you letting it pass and just allowing it to unfold in a way that maybe is not rooted in a definite mind. We are always creating. 100% of the time, we are always creating. We are, doing so, we are doing so either tacitly or purposefully. Now, there are many people who walk around in their lives tacitly creating. They don't realize that they're creating, and so their minds are not focused. They have not trained their minds to create the experience they would like to have, and so everything is just showing up willy-nilly, and they call it fate. We do not live within fate. We do not teach fate within this construct of new thought. Fate is something that is only available to somebody who is not considering that they are constructing their own lives. 
So are you ready today to step into actively constructing and creating your life more so than ever before? Because I know, you know, we're all here. We all know that this is the message and we all know that, that, that as we think, so we create, right? But are you actively living your dream? What is your dream? What is your dream? Do you feel like you can't live your dream right now because of circumstantial limitation? That's giving over to the circumstance. That is giving over to the effect rather than knowing we are caused. So if you are ready to live your dream, let it be active in your mind. Your dream is possible. It is possible because it exists in your mind and in the universal mind. This week in my advanced consciousness studies course, we had a lot of talk about mind and what mind is. We also talked a lot about the brain, the physical structure of the brain, and the relationship of mind to brain. And nobody could really come up with the answer. And essentially, there's no, there's no answer that's ever been agreed upon fundamentally about what mind is. For as long as we've been having philosophical discussions, there is this elusive thing that we call mind. We don't know what it is. But I do know that it's, for me, this is my functional definition. It is an activating energy. And when I put my mind to it, I can create anything I require, anything I desire. So if I'm utilizing my mind by living in fear, I experience the same. If I utilize my mind by living in love, I experience the same. But I also know myself well enough to know that I often vacillate somewhere in between those two. And when I find myself on one side of that equation, or the other, I get to decide which direction to head. So if I am in fear, I get to decide to move to love. All of these aspects, fear, love, limitation, abundance, whatever, all of these aspects can be summed up in one way. When we rethink our experience, we recreate our experience. We can easily step into experiencing the sweetness of life like I talked about last week. Let go of the grip of that which binds us in this way. We can be forgiving. I talked a lot about Rosh Hashanah last week and that it, these high holy days, they culminate in Yom Kippur. Yom Kippur is a time of atonement. So I want to talk about the word atone. The word atone, the, to be forgiving is to atone. We have the capacity to atone, to make amends, to forgive. To atone means to deepen, to know the truth of our being. But here's the real meaning. To atone is to be at one, to live with at-one-ment, that's atonement. To live a life of at-one-ment, to understand the nature, the true nature of who we are. Let us begin to realize that we are at-one with each other, that we are at-one with all existence. We are at-one with and as God. That is the work. No one can do it for us, nor should we expect that. 
as we atone, we create a construct of forgiving. And I love to consider this, na- this, this notion of forgiveness and forgiving in this particular way. That when I am in a consciousness of forgiving, I am for giving. Giving of myself. I am for giving. I am for giving love. I am for giving light. I am for giving life. I am for giving understanding. I am for giving compassion. I am for giving peace. I am for giving joy. I am for giving of myself in myriad ways that are unstoppable when I know who I am. This aligns, I think, with this month of the golden rule that we've been putting some focus on in our Lighting the Flames of Faith ceremony. Deepening into the understanding that when I am forgiving from a cause place, then I cannot be met with anything other than that which I put out. When I am the cause of light, life, love, peace, power, beauty, joy, compassion, understanding, when I am the cause of that, when I am giving that, I am met with that. If you want more love, be more loving. There is no place where God is not. That is at one meant. That is atonement. It all starts with self-kindness. So if you want to give of yourself in a more loving way, if you want to give of yourself in a kinder way, it starts with self-kindness. Look in the mirror and be kind to the reflection you see. It starts with self-respect. It starts with self-reliance. And the self is not the limited self that we perceive. It is the infinite self that is you, that is each and every one of us. Who will you choose to be today? Who's going to run the show today? How will you choose to interact with all humanity and all life and all circumstance and all experience today? How will you choose to show up? Because if you're weighted on the side of fear, that's going to be the way you show up. If you're weighted on the side of love, that is the way you are going to show up. Like I said before, we can vacillate in between the two. But if you find yourself in the place of fear, stop yourself and say, I know who I am. I am running the show. And I get to make a new choice and move in the direction of love. Let it be rooted in that causative mind. Will, will you decide to take charge of your show or let yourself be run by unfocused, willy-nilly thinking? You get to decide. I'm not here to judge whichever decision you make. Just know that you get to set the tone and expression and experience of your life. That's true. The experience you seek in life is up to you. Namaste. Hi, this is Reverend Jonathan Zenz, and I want to thank you for listening to the podcast of my Sunday message. 
Your financial support will ensure that we can continue to offer this as an option for inspiration. You can make your tax-deductible contribution in any amount on our website, unitytucson.com. Once again, thank you for listening. You are magnificent. Namaste.